0: Good morning. Good morning, morning, America.
1: America. We're bright and early once again, which is just two weeks in a row for us to be recording in the morning. Strange. I woke up at 5.30 this morning and went to my wife's CrossFit class, which is not normal for me. So I'm feeling... Like, I, I have a free two hours today. Oh, I see. I would and, normally be exercising and showering and all that jazz.
0: And do you feel on top of the world? Like, you're like the army. We've done more that before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. Do you feel yeah. alive? Do you feel like your skin is appreciating the, the sun?
1: i i hate the working out part of that but after it's done i do feel of quite, course quite nice of course that's
0: always the best part is but when I you love, walk out
1: i love my two-hour gym sessions normally it's just two I, hours i like them at like nine o'clock in the morning or not five thirty whenever i have a break in the day
0: did you get up on purpose to join her or did yeah. you woke up
1: I have a very full day of meetings. So I was thinking, wow, if I could knock that out and I see it is a game changer when your kids are old enough to get themselves ready for school. Hallelujah. Totally. So it's kind of a fun thing for us to be able to go do something like that. Now the gym is almost close enough to hit with a baseball from our house. So it's very, it's a very small step towards leaving the kids home. We can we can run home in about thirty seconds' notice. But
0: That's nice. great. Well, as the photo negative to your wonderfully life-affirming experience this morning, um, I, I, I just I've got a couple of things on my mind that I've 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 got some deadlines in the next few days, um, uh, including a class that I'm that I'm teaching and a class that we're building and so i just laid in bed unable to turn off the machine until about 3 a.m today so i'm i'm also feeling fresh as a daisy
1: Uh, well uh did you stay up and and crank at those hours or just
0: actually i did i i I i don't know where i read this but i have read you know if you lay in bed more than 20 or 30 minutes it's not working whatever's supposed to happen in a bed is not working so i tend to get up sit at my desk, do a couple of odd jobs, you know, check some boxes. Okay, that that and that's done. And then I go lay down again, see how that goes, then come back in. So that was my night. I, I got some things done.
1: Yeah, I usually resort to the Unisom at about twenty to 30 <laughs> minutes of failed attempt at sleep. I've,
0: I've never done Unisom.
1: Well, you should try it in an okay. emergency
0: all right all right
1: i feel like you and i both have the occasional insomnia so yes my physician wife tells me it's it's non-habit forming and much safer huh. than other options but. okay
0: Unisom. buy it here just click this link everybody and um, buy Unisom through abraham's pharmacy
1: yeah so last week we asked you guys to stick with us through a marathon i hope it was useful i've already talked to a couple families who oh it was useful I've already talked to a couple of families who said, did you know we were going through this house purchasing financing thing right now? Uh, for those of you who aren't, that was probably an episode you got 10 minutes into and said, okay, I'm not doing this this week. I wanted to give you some quick hits because where I'm at in the year with my financial planning clients is that we're starting to think about 2020 coming to an end. Um, And that means there's some things we can actually do to make sure we've taken maximum advantage of the opportunities afforded to us in the given year. Um, And a lot of times folks get to tax time, for example, which will be, you know, next spring and they go, Oh, if I had just thought about Ah, this, I could have saved some money. Um, And so there's things about your money. There's things about your, your annual rhythms. We just wanted to do a quick episode on, We're not going to go into detail on how to do each of these things. We'll point out some resources for you, but what are some things you should have on your radar between now and December 31st that might save you some heartache if you could get them addressed before the end of the year?
0: I'm loving your energy right now, Mark. Maybe we need to put all of our episodes on a time limit and go, it's done in 20 minutes. So you have to talk as fast as you can keep your energy up. So that's what I'm getting from you right now, and I'm loving it. Okay, go. What's point number one?
1: So the the thing that's happening to a lot of you right now that have uh, W-2 income, so you have an employer that pays you and gives you benefits. Is I got one of those. You're in open enrollment, or you're coming close to being in open enrollment. What that means is... It's that like your
0: fly is open. Watch out. It's open right now. You've got to do something about it. you got to roll it up. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. No, it's it's the time where you get to, if you've been there a while, you probably already chose some options here. You could change those. You could keep them the same. Usually if you do nothing, you'll be defaulted into the same elections you had the previous year. But there's just a couple of things that I wanted to point out uh, to you. First, the big thing that most people get through their employer benefits is healthcare. And- a lot of us just pick a plan. And unless it's terribly not working for us, we stick with that plan for the long haul. I would just say it's worth thinking about a couple things. Number one, do you have any big changes to your healthcare situation next year? If you do, let's say you've been on a high deductible plan. We're not going to go into a ton of detail on this, but that means you end up paying the majority of the expenses until you hit a pretty high deductible. That could be 3000. If you're single, it could be five, 000, six, 000, seven thousand 7,000 if you're a family. And then after that, the plan starts paying a portion of your expenses. And in exchange, you get a much, much lower premium. So you don't have to pay as much out of every paycheck to have that plan. Um, and you usually get access to a health savings account if you want to save some money tax free towards, towards healthcare. Now, Those can be awesome. We've talked about health savings accounts in the past. There's a good article on how to use those as multi-generational savings vehicles. So if you go over to the Abraham's Wallet blog and look up HSA hacking, uh, that's a fun little article for you. But uh, let's say you're gonna have a baby next year, or you know that this is the year I'm finally gonna get my ACL repaired or some big healthcare thing that's coming up. Well, you may not want to be on that HSA plan. You might want to take a year off and go back to your employer's traditional health care plan where you're going to pay maybe double the amount every time you get a paycheck deduction, but they're going to pay a much higher percentage of your costs right off the bat. That could be a good option for you. So don't just default to, to the same thing. Conversely, if you've been on a, a plan where you're paying $250 per paycheck towards health and you're through maybe the the phase of life where you have little babies and you're saying, well, we just don't spend that much on healthcare. We could, we could potentially benefit from a plan where we paid less every month and got to save some of the money for the long haul. Well, you might want to go the other way and switch from a traditional plan to a high deductible plan, uh, and start saving some of your healthcare dollars for, uh, future expenses or even for retirement. Um, so that's option one is to take a look at your health plan and make sure that it lines up with what you know about what's coming next year. Now, it's kind of related to my second tip, which is sometimes you have no idea when there's going to be a healthcare expense, a big one. And let's say you were on one of those high deductible health plans where you got to set up an HSA and they say, you can save up to $7,300 as a family towards your HSA. How much do you want to save? And usually at the beginning of the year, you'll choose an amount and say, "Uh, we don't usually go to the doctor that much, let's put aside 3000 from the paychecks and that'll go into our health savings account. Um, And they would have just drafted that a little bit out of each paycheck throughout the year so that by year end, you've got $3,000 in that account that you can use to pay for healthcare. But then what happened, is, you know, little Timmy broke his arm and you guys spent an extra $2,000 that you weren't counting on. Um, One thing you can do that a lot of people don't realize is you can actually put money into your HSA and then take it right back out and get a tax break for it. So if you have an HSA, a high deductible plan, and you spent a lot of money this year, you should, if you, if you spent the maximum amount that you can put into that, you should put the maximum amount in and you could put it in today, write a check to your HSA, and then ask for them to reimburse you for the expenses you had this year tomorrow. And you would get all that money, uh, would be deducted from your taxes. Genius. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, Steven, this is a little yeah. more complicated. Okay. No,
0: no, no. That's yeah. Use the old HSA. That's a winner.
1: So if you spent, if you have an HSA and you spent $7,000 in healthcare this year, maybe you weren't planning to, but you did, and some of it you spent out of pocket, so it didn't come from your HSA, make sure you max out that HSA, even if you just turn around and immediately get reimbursed from it, because you'll get that as a tax break. Um, the, um, the last thing on healthcare stuff, and this is both healthcare and childcare, a lot of people set up flex spending accounts. So if you have an HSA, you can't set up a healthcare flex spending account. Um, but if you have a normal plan, you can, and that's just money that you, it's, it's use it or lose it. Um, you can put aside some, some funds pre-tax and use it on health expenses every year. Uh, if you don't use that, you lose it. Uh, sometimes they'll let you roll over 500 bucks. Sometimes you lose it all at December 31st. So make sure that you use all of the flex spending money. And there's two types of flex spending accounts. There's a healthcare one that you can only have if you don't have a high deductible plan, and then there's a childcare one, which you can use for school, depending on the type of school you can use for a nanny, you can use for daycare, um, and so take a look at your flex spending accounts and depending on how you have it set up, a lot of times you have to request reimbursement from those. So they'll want you to send them proof that you spent the money on, say, childcare. Uh, yep. Do not let that money evaporate because it right. evaporates if you don't use it.
0: Yes, so a um, little personal point here. We we have a flex spending account and we have historically run um, childcare through that account. So. Imagine when, when my wife's business is booming, and I don't know, she's got a corporate event that goes into the evening or a weekend long something, and I, I, let's say I have to perform a wedding, and she's got a wedding, she's, I have to perform a wedding, she's working an event over the weekend. We would always channel our child care through that account. So, what do you think is happening this year? We have tons of money sitting there that we haven't spent because she's been home all year and we haven't had any events. So that's the, that's the kind of conundrum that, that uh, Mark's describing right now, which, which is we have to look at, okay, we're in the fourth quarter of the year. How can we spend that money that will enrich our lives? Where can we do that? Well, we're, we're going to get to in a second, um, I think, planning, um, planning your, your summits. And so that's something that we're we're actually thinking. Well, we could let's get our A plus childcare person and get her to stay the night. We could have a four day thing, and she could ha- she could take that time, and we could you know we've already got that money sitting there. So that's a that's a really practical thing for us is making sure that all these accounts are spent out that we that we spend all that money that's already been set aside. And it's an unusual year, so because of all the things that Mark's saying your healthcare is going to be a little different this year. I'm I'm thinking of uh, you might have a dental plan at your at your uh work where you you've also got money sitting there. You got to do it, you know? So put, you know, I'm thinking of myself. I'm always putting off um getting a checkup. Well, you you need to make that appointment and so that all that stuff is so that you're using what the money that you're putting aside.
1: Yeah, I the, kind of the last thing on those plans, I hit my deductible this year, even though I'm on a high deductible plan. Um, and so... How'd you, how'd, you,
0: how'd you work that out?
1: Well, unfortunately, I kind of made a joke about COVID last episode, and I got a few people saying, do you have COVID right now? Uh-oh. One person was coming over for dinner that night, and they heard the episode and said, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> and I said, well... What are we talking about here? Uh. Long story short, I... Had a cough for a few weeks way back in March when they told you not to get COVID tested. And then after that, I had all sorts of very strange heart issues that were sort of inexplicable. And I had every test in the book uh, on my heart, and those were expensive. So I see. Um, I'm fine. But I know our readers, they just, they lose sleep when they think. Yeah, they're,
0: they're wringing their hands right now. Is Mark okay? Is everything good?
1: <laughs> but I'm fine. Uh, but we kind of wanted to figure out what was going on, which we did not. Um, but I had all these tests. And so, you know, I was wrestling with my dog a few weeks ago and he cromped down on my hand <laughs> and it has been hurting for six weeks. So I said, hey, I've already hit my deductible. I'm going to go to the doctor. I normally wouldn't because it's just a sore Ah. thing. And I go to the doctor and he's like, well, let me just take a look with the ultrasound machine. I won't bill you for this. Don't worry. And I was like, dude, bill away. No, no,
0: but make it a huge one. Yeah. Knock yourself out.
1: I want you to, you know, have a steak dinner tonight uh, because I've hit my deductible. So occasionally when you realize I'm in this spot where I've already hit my maximum out of pocket for healthcare, then... You start by the end of the year going, is there anything I'd like to get done this year so that next right. year I don't have to do X, Y, or Z?
0: You're doing, you're doing the extreme skiing where they drop you off of the helicopter. You're going like, I could break a leg. There's no problem. It's all paid for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not quite, not quite that, but... Um, <laughs> yeah i I at least went to the ear nose and throat doctor and got my skin check yeah
0: that's radical that is radical that's something you brag about at the water cooler with your friends so uh ear nose and throat you guys yeah well me too no big deal (laughs)
1: uh talk about you you kind of hinted at it already but what's this what's this summit and what should people be thinking about right now?
0: oh amigos the summit oh it's so exciting. This, this this we're in the throes of summit planting season around my house. So we do a we do a getaway at the end of every year. My my wife and I it, usually early December, we we have to get away. We want it to be a fun thing. This is a, just a just a life tip. If there's something that you always have to do and you have to get a bunch of work done, if you can make that enjoyable in any way, do that. So I went and got myself a fancy coffee drink before I had to do a five-hour live meeting this week for planning for next year, because I wanted that to be as enjoyable a thing as I possibly could. That's just an example. So same thing with we do a planning meeting, my wife and I, at the end of every year, we're around here at Abraham's Wallet, we call that the summit, our planning summit, in which we talk about what has God done with us up to this point what does he what do we project we could be wrong but what do we think he wants to do with us in the next year and try to talk about that well you know it was painful the kids were having too many sports this year well well, that one thing that we did when we met with that other family and did a little sabbath meal together that was a real win we need to do more of those we need to see the grandparents more often We didn't get to do summer camp this year. Let's make that a priority this coming year that we're going to do summer camp in Texas, at Sky Ranch. Whatever the thing is, we talk about the year to come and start planning out. Here's goals and put down spiritual goals, relationship goals, intellectual goals for you and for your family, physical goals. I want to stay at this weight. I want to be working out. We need to have a month of clean eating. That's something that we do as a as a discipline. Um, let's do a, um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, and the last thing is financial. Let's have some financial goals. What are we asking God that our small business is going to do this year? What are we saying that we want to save this this year? How much do we want to try to invest this year? We want to increase our giving this year. Making goals, goals, goals. We have a whole We have a whole guide that we've created at Abraham's Wallet that we'd love to give you for you to run one of these uh, summits because we think it's so important. So this is something that my wife and I do every year. And so right now we're planning that. Well, we have always gone to New York City for that um, because I'm in the Writers Guild. I'm, I'm I'm technically a screenwriter of America. I'm one of your screenwriters, America. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry about what our team has been been putting putting out for the last about thirty years. we're sorry we're we're gonna get better anyhow so we we go to new york city we we fly there on miles, we stay on hotel points, and we do all of our work and then we go see a screener at night we We would go see you know a new a new movie that has yet to come out in, in these kind of cool little production theaters, et cetera. so that's been our that's been our habit. Guess what? This might not be a great year to go to New York City. That's what we're feeling like. maybe Maybe not a wonderful time to go to New York City. So we're flexing this year. We're headed to Florida, scenic Florida, the beaches of warm Florida this year. So it's going to be a very different experience. But my point is, those bookings and plans, I mean, last night while I was not sleeping, I was looking at... What restaurants can I go to while we're down in Florida? So we, we do a lot of dreaming about the old summit. And boy, oh boy, fellas, this is the time to start making plans about what... If you're going to do a summit in December, start planning it right now.
1: Yeah, and if you guys want to know, you might be hearing the summit guide and be intrigued by it. How would I get a hold of God, I'll that? How would get a summit guide? Well, oh. this is not like the survivor's guide. You cannot just email me and and ask for it you actually have to They just ha- I'm not just
0: throwing them out willy-nilly No,
1: we require something of you. So go to abrahamswallet.com and sign up for our email list and 20, 24 hours later see we don't just give it to you we make you wait 24 hours cuz you know build anticipation. All these scammers they're signing up and then just leaving and thinking they can get the guide right away. No. So many. But uh, sign up for the email list 24 hours later, you will get an email with a link to the 2020 summit guide. I got to double check that we've updated for 2020. We'll do that in the next few weeks. We do update the summit guide annually. Um, Yeah, because it's got
0: calendars and stuff built right into it. Isn't that amazing?
1: Frankly, guys, we spent a lot of... This was before we had a financial planning business or anything. Way back in the day, this was our first investment in Abraham's Wallet. And we spent a fair bit of money producing this thing. Um, yeah, we did. Just because we care about you. And we think this is really, really valuable and a good place to put our funds to, to help families get their summit. On. We should
0: publish it and make it an ebook and make real money on it.
1: I just would prefer to give it away to all the good people. Okay, that's fine. Right we'll,
0: now. Let's do that then. We'll, my, good discussion.
1: My conviction is that we will never make money on this
0: okay oh wow podcast You really believes blog. in that i do okay good all right um, Fine.
1: anyways so a couple technical things then uh i really think that it's valuable to do an estimate of your taxes uh before the end of the year so you might think what the heck does that mean and this could be really, really back of the napkin, you could just take out your tax return last year and say, well, how much did we make last year? And has anything really big changed? Um, Or you could call your accountant. Uh, And a lot of times accountants are happy to do this because it saves them work come tax time. So if you're paying somebody to do your taxes, you can say, hey, would you mind preparing just a pro forma? Where are we going to come in? this year based on some, some estimates, uh, and they'll give you kind of a, here's where I'm thinking you're going to come in. Um, and if you use software, sometimes they'll have an actual estimator in there for you. There's a lot of websites. If you just do tax calculator, you can get a good idea. And w- why would you want to do that? Uh, why do you need to know about your taxes? Well, this is what I was referring to at the, the intro is that sometimes you get to tax filing and you go, Oh. I came in just over certain limits that would have allowed me to do different things with my money. So, um, for example, you might be the type of family that contributes to Roth IRAs. Well, you can't do that if your adjusted gross income is over a certain level. So, you might want to get your adjusted income down below that level. And you could adjust that down by having some expenses if you run a business. uh, You could get that down by giving. Uh, You could even say, hey, in December, we're close. So we're going to give a double shot in December and skip January next year. Uh, Some people even do two years of giving in one year. And they kind of alternate whether they're itemizing their deductions or taking the standard deduction. That's a that's a popular trick now that the standard deduction has gotten so high. Um, so there's ways to adjust your income. Another one that, that is, uh, popular is if you make less than $80,000 of adjusted gross income, which could mean you're making $110,000 as a married couple. Um, but if it's $80,000 on your taxes, the adjusted gross income, You don't have to pay in 2020, any taxes on capital gains. So what does that mean? It means that if you inherited some stock from grandma, when you were 18 and it's grown now, and it's got a ton of, of appreciation in that stock. Normally, if you were over that $80,000 AGI and you sold that, you would have to pay 15 or even 20% of the money you made on that stock, which is the difference between what grandma paid back in 19 whenever she bought it, uh, and oh, what six, it, right. Probably not for Microsoft, but, um, yeah. Procter and gamble. She bought procter and gamble in 1930 and, yeah. and now it's worth a lot more. Well, um, you have to pay capital gains on that when you sell it, but if you're under $80,000, 000, zero capital gains. So, wow what we do when I'm working with clients is we say, Hey, if you're going to come in under that limit, we're going to sell up to making sure you come in right at that limit and take all those free capital gains. Uh, and even if we buy it back later, that same stock, we're going to erase all the gains in it because you will have bought it back at today's price. Um, that's a, that's just a fun little trick to make sure that when you're making less money, you are minimizing taxes that could be significant in 20, 30, 40 years. So those tricks might feel a little daunting. You could engage with somebody who could help you out with that type of stuff. If you wanted, uh, if you're a DIY investor and that applies to you though, I like that one as just a little free check in at the end of the year and see if there's opportunities to, to skip out on some taxes.
0: Yep. Good. Anything else?
1: There's one other thing that I wrote down, Stephen. That, to be frank, it doesn't it doesn't have to happen year end, but it okay. should happen for. We'll be
0: frank. Do just be upfront with us.
1: I think that if you're listening to this, especially if you have a child, even a child on the way, but probably if you have a spouse um, or anybody who depends on you in any way, um, that you should, at very minimum, Have a will. Um, We've talked about uh, recently, we've talked about having conversations with your parents about their plans and their will and stuff. But did you know that, for example, if you live in my state of Utah and you and your spouse were to die in a car crash at the same time, or even within 24 hours of each other, the state of Utah, if you have no will, says, okay, we just by law assume that the husband died last and we take all of the children of this family and hand them to the husband's next of kin. Now that could be exactly what you want to have happen, or it could be a total disaster depending on your family situation. For me,
0: because you never took the time to write out a will. You never did it. Did you, you never did it. And you're going to blame the Mormons for taking your children and handing them off to your dumb sister. Who's so she she failed out of cosmetology school, your sister did. And she married that guy who thought he was gonna be a pro BMXer. Now they have your kids. You dummy, because you refused to take the reasonable steps to make will. Is that what you're talking about, Mark?
1: Yeah, I mean my sister did not fail out of cosmetology school.
0: Oh, okay, all all this is a hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, this is a hypothetical.
1: Okay. Uh so yeah, I I think everybody should have a will. I don't care if your net worth is $20 or $20 million. Anytime I'm working with a client, that is number one thing on the list. If they haven't got a basic will, uh, powers of attorney, and uh, guardianship provisions for their kid all set up.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think the popular notion about wills uh, and powers of attorney um i think people think that if you're not a multimillionaire, you don't have to worry about those things, but you're just what you're describing is hits a nail on the head, which is do you care what would happen to your children if you died you, you have to write those things out you have to that has to be a formalized document, so it they matter, and everybody should have one
1: and i I here at Abraham's wallet have a special treat. For the listeners today what we've never done this before steven well, this is a first but if you're listening to this and you're thinking okay i'm interested but i don't feel like i have the funds to go talk to a lawyer um
0: i'm interested but i don't have the funds to talk to a lawyer
1: okay pepe I've and, and got, i never will i've got good news there's ways to get a basic will powers of attorney and guardianship provisions without going to and sitting across from a lawyer now if what? you have if you have a 20 million dollar estate uh you should call us because there's there's things you need to do that are a little bit more uh involved than just a, a basic <laughs> yes. will. but we have a partnership with a company called trust and will that will let you do this uh, online it does not take very long and i have used their product i think it's really good um and I've been using it to, to refer clients to for a long time, and we can offer you a discount on beautiful the creation of a will, some guardianship provisions for your kids, and some guys piggyback on
0: Abraham's wallet. You, exploit us. We're fine with that. Use use us to get yourself a good trust and will, which is kind of like my friend Justin will. But <laughs>
1: so you can you can actually create trusts or wills at the site, uh, but. If you want to do that, this one, I would like you to email mark at abrahamswallet.com and I'll send you a link that has a discount for creating a a trust or a will. Um, We don't get anything out of this. Just another reminder that we're not, we're not advertising something that we get a kickback on. It's just a tool that I think is valuable and A bunch of my clients have used it and I thought, why don't we just kick this out to the entire wallet? So if you want to create a will and you don't want to go see an attorney, um, this is a really good option to get it done in an evening at your dinner table after your kids go to bed. You can bust out a will, specify kind of who you want to take care of your kids if something happened to you and your spouse and just do a quick power of attorney so that if something happened to you and you were unable to speak for yourself, you could say, here's who I want to be able to speak for me, both in healthcare decisions and in other legal stuff.
0: Great. Just to put a little button on, you mentioned the, um, the, the parenting conversation um, about survivorship and when a parent dies and all that stuff. We, we wrote those articles and talked about that stuff. Um, I don't know, a month or two ago, and um, my the in my mind the dream time to do that is Thanksgiving. That's coming up. You're going to be with family. You're going to have dead time. You there's no reason you couldn't pull your father aside, pull out a one one piece of paper and go like, Dad, I we've never had this talk before. I know you care about this. Can I, let me just ask you a couple questions to interview you. So to, in my mind you would be remiss. May I use that word? You would be remiss if you didn't plan on using one of the family gatherings that will be happening between now and the end of the year to just check that box and go, we had a conversation about what happens when the first parent dies. Do that.
1: Yeah, that's great. So just by way of recap, we talked about a few things you can do before 2020 ends. You guys could take out your calendars right now and just put some reminders for these. Holy moly, you could do that emails. right now. We talked about, hey, pull out the benefits packet that your employer sends you and just read it through real quick and make sure that the healthcare plan you've selected matches up to what kind of your experience has been in the last year or so. Um, we talked about using up your FSA if you've got flex spending accounts. I remember
0: talking about that.
1: Even maxing out your HSA if you had unexpectedly high expenses this past year. We talked about scheduling your annual goal summit. And you might want to go to abrahamswallet.com, sign up for the email list, and get your goal oh, summit guide.
0: That was a memorable conversation we had about that summit.
1: And then we said, hey, do a little back of the napkin math and see what your taxes might be shaking out to look like for 2020. And if there's an opportunity, you might want to schedule your giving a little bit or even buy and sell some stocks to, to minimize capital gains in the long run. And lastly, we said, hey, if you don't have a will, it's not really an end of the year thing. It's a, this is an emergency situation that you should get addressed and if, if it hasn't happened. and doing it by the end of the calendar year helps you make it a goal make it a goal happen then make it happen uh so i hope that's useful we just uh, thought hey it's a good time to give some quick tips for yeah yeah we're year. here we
0: are in q4 let's do something about it excellent thank you mark for your leadership your your insightful thoughts your your witticisms the energy you brought to this recording
1: morning enthusiasm
0: Man, incredible. Great exercising on your part. Thank you for listening, everybody. Here it is again for Abraham's Wallet. I'm Stephen Manuel.
1: And I'm Mark Parrott. Thanks, guys. Bye.